Did you know that when Jesus comes again, he's coming to be admired in his saints, to be admired and glorified through his saints? That, that just really struck me one day when I saw that. That's in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. It says, When he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. This is the Apostle Paul writing it. Wherefore, also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling, that, that he might be glorified and admired in all of his saints and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ. That's quite a high calling. Jesus wants to be admired and glorified through his saints. And uh, <clears throat> uh, when he comes again, and that means that people are going to look on us and say, how did, how do you do that? How do you, how's that happen? I heard a sermon, uh, not too long back about the redeemed and, you know, the song, let the redeemed say so. Uh, well, the redeemed is a special class of born again, spirit filled people that have, uh, allowed the word of God to work in their lives and change them. And, and, uh, this is a, he was telling us that this is a special time, an age for the born again, spirit filled person, an age, uh, in all of God's economy, an age when this class of people will be brought forth. We are new creatures in Christ. The old things are passed away and all things are new and the new things are of God. And, and people will look on the redeemed and say, that's one of them. That's one of them. And it's not something that can happen all the time. We're living in an age with an opportunity to be transformed into the image of Christ from a carnal nature to a spiritual, a giant, actually, if we, if we allow the, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And <clears throat> we started uh, this part of our podcast talking about praying in the latter days preparing ourselves for the return of Jesus Christ and praying in the latter days. And so some of the things that we looked at, because we're looking at, that's one, of, that's part of being a part of this class of people is that, uh, you know, when you see Jesus on the cross, I remember one day I was dealing with a person in my life and I was very frustrated and feeling put upon, if you will, like, why does this have to happen to me? I'm sure nobody's ever felt that way. Why does this happen to me? And I was driving the car and I was complaining to the Lord about why this shouldn't be. This is not fair. Why is this happening to me? I just, why do I have to put up with this? And he just gently said to me, I'm probably not the best person to, to gripe about that too. <laughs> And he reminded me of him being on the cross and being crucified. And so when we participate with the Lord, our natural carnal mind, man gets crucified, if you will. And that's a good thing. Uh, my husband and I were just talking on the way to work this morning about how uh, it, it's uh, the pride of life is a killer and we want to allow the Word of God to work diligently in us, to work powerfully in us and help us. When you make a commitment to the Word of God, then the flesh has to take a back seat. And that's good. That's a good thing. And 
we need help in that. And so what we've been talking about praying in the last days, Jesus said, pray that you enter not into temptation. So prayer will keep you from the temptation of the days ahead. And we will be looking at some things in the future podcast about uh, how God's prepared a place for us to be, uh, but that uh, we don't want to um, get out of our place. We want to stay in our place and be faithful to that. And we want to help others. And we have a, a, a an opportunity to save our household. You know, uh, Noah built an ark for the salvation of his household. And that's what we've been looking at in praying in the last days. And so we're finishing up on that. But I want to, I've been excited about um, and looking forward to going into uh, the the teaching of how to the, the principles of the kingdom of God and how they function. And we have our own uh, heavenly health care program. We have our own financial system in the kingdom. It's different than the world system. And we need to learn how to function in those part of being prepared and admired and, uh, and through Jesus being admired through his saints. Part of that is learning how to operate in the kingdom principles because the kingdom rules over all, all the universes, the kingdom rules over all. And, and yet we live in a small part of a, uh, the world system that Satan has put together. And we think that's what life is, but that's not the life God has for us. He has a much greater life. So we'll just review quickly our outline and our principles for, that we followed for praying in the last days. Remember, we talked about uh, establishing a pure motive when we pray, that we would establish a pure motive. We need to um, position ourselves. Why am I praying about this? What, am, what, what do I want to happen here? And uh, the, we went through those those things that I do it because I want to be a good Christian. I do it because I want to um, make you think highly of more highly of me than I ought, than you ought. Uh, I want to be at peace with myself that I'm a good Christian, but I'm not really doing it for the glory of God. And so what we do in the days ahead with for the glory of God, it's going to be, we've got to adjust our motives to being for the glory of God. And, um, we're establishing a pure motive. We want to get cleansed of selfishness in our prayer. So many times I heard a great sermon on faith one time, and the lady just made this bold statement that most prayers are prayed out of fear and not not faith. And fear would be coming out of the selfishness of, I need this for me. I need you to change so my life will be easier. And I've had the Lord say to me one time, you're not praying here because this is offensive to a holy God. You're not praying here because, uh, uh, let's see, how did he put that? Because it's offensive to me, a holy God. You're not praying here because this could take that person to hell. You're praying because they're embarrassing you and not doing it the way you, and making your life hard. And all I had to say was busted. I was busted. And he, he said, he took me to James chapter four about there being wars among you because of your selfishness and you're praying out of selfish motives. So one of the first things in praying in the last days, prayer is a safe place to be and hide out during the dark times. One of the, uh, in your prayer, we're going to purify our start off. Step one was purifying our motives and we're praying for his namesake. 
when you can get to the place where you're actually praying for his namesake. Because see, what happens is when you start praying for a person, whatever strongholds may be in their life, and we've all had some, so and could still have some, you know. So, so don't think it's uh, it's not all that bad. Just it's part of our borns being born as a human being, and we have some strongholds. And so, uh, when when you start praying for somebody, you start working up those strongholds, and they get mad at you, and they want you to stop, and so they'll bring havoc into your life. And so, it's if your motives are pure and you're doing it for the glory of God, He can spit and scratch all he wants to in your life and you don't care because you're not doing it for yourself. So that's the important part of purifying the motive when you start praying. And then we're going to locate obstacles and pull down those strongholds. We need to find out uh, what's holding up the power flow. God's power is always on, but we have obstacles that get in the way and stop the power flow. So when you pray for long periods of time, over the same subject and don't see any movement at all, then you need to start questioning and asking the Holy Spirit how to pray. What is what is it that's needed here? What's in the way? You need to start searching God out and seeking Him for those kinds of things and pull down those strongholds and obtain a strategy from God of how to reach that person. And then you establish, uh, you get your focus established. You've got to, once you kind of get... Uh, I kind of liken this to, I used to sew years ago, and you'd think, well, I'm going to sew on Tuesday. Well, actually, you're not. You're going to prepare to sew on the next time you get a chance to sit down and do it uh, because you've got to uh, prepare the fabric. You've got to cut out the patterns. You've got to pin them to the fabric, and usually you'd run out of needles or bobbins or something and have to go to the store to get them, so you're really not quite prepared so uh, you can be easily distracted, and we want to establish a focus and stay focused and be prepared in our prayer. Uh, I, I've often said, and I believe this, uh, so many things. When I, when I lock in and get focused on something, it always works. The Word works. The Word is living, and it works. Uh, but, but if I don't stay focused, and I think, any prayer failure is due to unfocused faith. So we need to learn how to stay focused and deal with distractions. Distractions are a ploy, are part of the wiles of the devil, and he distracts us to, to, to move us off of the uh, principle of operation. He wants to get us unfocused and move us off center so that he can continue and stay where he is. And in the midst of all, learning to pray all of this. You want to stir up the gifts of the Spirit inside of you. You know, the the fruit of this, when we get the Holy Spirit comes in, when we get the Holy Spirit, the, He brings the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, faith, meekness, and temperance. That fruit comes in, and it has to develop in us, but it says it's... Um, how, what is it? Is the, the the gifts of the spirit are given to us to profit with, withal. I always like that word withal. Uh, to profit with the gifts are given to us to profit with. The fruit of the spirit says against which there is no law, 
And there's no law. The, if you're walking in the Holy Spirit and allowing the fruit of the Spirit to be developed, now remember, it has to develop. So you're not going to get it right from the uh, all the time. You're going to miss it sometimes. But it's that fruit is developing and it's going to come out as you meditate the Word of God and, and live in it. So you want to stir up the gifts of the Spirit and allow the fruit of the Spirit to develop in us. And see, the whole thing about this praying in the last days is it's changing us. Yes, there's going to be a, a person that's delivered and set free, and that's what Jesus said. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor, recovery of sight to the blind, set at liberty them that are held captive, and to raise up those that are bowed down. So he's wanting us to go set people free, but allowing God to use us in that way and let the Spirit to move in us that way changes us. We, we learn about God in the midst of all of that. Um, we get to know Him. In fact, one of, one of my kids that we wrestled through the years over different issues, he's, he said to me, finally, I've taught you everything you know, which is exactly true. I said, you're right. You drove me to my knees quite a bit. So uh, I'm the one that gets changed. I mean, not only does your prayer get answered, somebody else is blessed by it, but you get changed and you get to know God better that way. And that's an eternal relationship. The Holy Spirit will be with us forever. He's the one that leaves this body with me. And I will live with him forever. And that's an eternal relationship. And you know, in life, relationships come and go. And um, you have seasons with people. But the Holy Spirit, that season is eternal. And so you, you get to develop your relationship with him. And if you ask him, he will show you how to pray. So you want to stir him up, stir up the gift of the, the Spirit and allow him to lead you. And he will lead you through a laboring process to get the word established in your life and built into your life to get a revelation in your life. And then and then he will uh, lead you into that rest of God, which is where faith is actually activated and uh, manifested. What you were believing for begins to get manifested because it's entering into the rest of God that um, releases the power of God and the faith of the faith in God, the God kind of faith, if you will. So we want to learn. We want to, and 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 our next, uh, well, the next couple of podcasts, I want to talk about the different. Um, principles of the kingdom of God and, and the basic principles of provision, healing, and protection and how we release that in our lives. Because the darkness is coming and it's covering the earth and it's going to, um, we, we need to know how to get in our hiding place and stay there and how to draw from the provision God's already made for us. So remember, establish pure motives, locate obstacles, establish your focus, and get focused on your faith and don't lose it. Don't drop the ball. Don't, don't just let it wane and, and get dim. Keep stirring yourself up. Stir up those gifts in you. Uh, and stay focused on, on the, uh, what you went into prayer for. It may be a person in your life to get saved. It may be finances. It may be health and healing in your own body. Whatever it is, stay focused on it and don't quit until you win. Remember, Jacob wrestled with that angel until he blessed him.
So don't let go of that word that you have for whatever you're believing for until it blesses you. Amen. God bless you. I look forward to next time and we'll get into some good stuff too. Bye.